Hey everybody, this is Flavio, and this is episode 15 of the Hawthorne Towncast, and happy April. We made it through the first quarter of 2021. Congratulations. I know a lot of you have gotten your first and second shots, uh, gotten your first shots. I got my first shot last week, so things are starting to look up, and April is going to be a good month. Happy Pesach to all of my Jewish friends, happy Holly to my Indian friends, and happy Easter to all of my Christian friends. So I hope that everybody had a great holiday this uh, this past week and a half. Uh, April looks like it's going to be uh, services month. We, we, we've got some some great people coming up. We've got Tom Mayernick of Fifth Avenue Landscaping coming. We've got Keith Hansen of Hansen Drywall and Painting. Carmen Ruda of V. Ruda and Sons all coming up in April. We have Ray Vasquez, who is the owner of El Gallo, uh, right on Diamond Bridge Avenue, the Mexican restaurant. Uh, so we've got a lot of great guests coming up. But today, we are going to talk to a former PE teacher, head of uh, physical education at Hawthorne High School. She actually introduced uh, girls' sports to Hawthorne High School and was really instrumental in, in blowing up uh, women's athletics in Hawthorne. And, and, and actually, in, in a lot of other places, she was also down in Washington, D.C. She has a great story. Uh, I know her as Mrs. Z, Julie Zimmerman. Uh, you may know her as Julia Masson Tiger. So uh, she's coming up next. Enjoy the episode, everybody, and, and happy spring. It's 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 so it's so fun to talk to a lot of these people from my past and a lot of people that that grew up in Hawthorne and that you know affected people in different ways and and our next guest is is no no different. Uh, a lot of you may know her as Mrs. Zimmerman, which is how I know her, Mrs. Z. Uh, some of you may know her as as uh, Mrs. Uh, as as Miss Massone, or if you're going to be Italian, you got to say Massone. Uh, and then others may know her as as Mrs. Tiger, but you all know this this woman. And and I had, I have to tell you, I I have a hard time calling you Julia. I, it's one of those things, you know, when you when you go to school and you have a teacher, and and you 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 just even if even you know when you're I mean I'm I'm almost sixty years old. I still can't call you by your first name. <laughs> Everybody, welcome Julia Masson on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Uh-oh, did I lose Hi, you? Fabio. There you are. <laughs> Here I am. Yay. I have, to, I have to tell you, Flavio, I could not call Mrs. Cohan Flo in all the years I taught with her. Right? <laughs> Mrs. I, Doherty, Mrs. McLaughlin. I, none of I them. I couldn't, I couldn't either. I know. So it's just that's how you were brought up. <laughs> I know. So, so even when I see your name on Facebook, I'm like, ah, I just, I can't. It's just always Mrs. <laughs> Z to me. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I know that you're you're enjoying your, your retirement down in Florida. So I, I, I appreciate the time uh, to be on the Towncast with us. No problem. So, I, I, you know, in talking to you a little bit and getting to know more about you, because again, when I knew you, I was in high school. I, you know, I, I barely knew myself, let alone my teachers. And and in just in the conversation we have, I, I'm so 
I mean, I'm so impressed and I'm blessed that you were a part of Hawthorne Education. I mean, and we're going to get into a lot of the stuff that you did. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your background. Now, I know you, you weren't you weren't born and raised in Hawthorne, right? Nope. But close. Yes. So so where were you? Where'd you where'd you grow up? I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, off East Main Street on a street called East Holzman Street. It abutted the river, and we actually sometimes could hear the cows from the slaughterhouse. Um, when oh, we did you grow in, up near the slaughterhouse? Yeah, that was the, the Snake River right there. Wow. We were on the river. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the best, but that was my grandparents' home, and every member of their family, their children, they had four daughters, and each family lived in the downstairs apartment that they had at some point in their lives before they were able to move on to buy their own home. That is such an Italian thing. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, and did you have, did you have like the Sunday, the traditional Sunday dinner? Uh, it's funny you say that because I just put a whole memory of that on Facebook. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, we were at Grandma and Grandpa's house, all of them, everybody, um, all the cousins, all the, uh, the aunts, uncles, cousins, second cousins, uh, you know, everybody came and Grandma would have uh, the big, long dining room table and then she'd attach another table um, for the kids or the older kids and then the little kids were at the kitchen table. Right, the and kids' table. it was... It was always pasta of some sort. Of um, course. Normally spaghetti, her homemade meatballs, her homemade bread, which, oh, by the way, my brother used to think it was cake because she used to put a little sugar on top. <laughs> and he just loved her bread. Her cake. <laughs> we, used to hide, we used to hide under the big table. And um, at the end of the day, at the end of dinner, after the the cake and the, the you name it, uh, the homemade wine, everybody got it, and the kids got a shot glass. Oh, so bit. so the kids had a little and, bit too. Uh, yeah, the kids got a little bit, nice. and then there was the demi on amazette, along with the pastries, and. And everybody was so friggin' full. <laughs> you, right, you, you had to open up your pants around. a little bit. <laughs> yep, and the guys would, the, the women would clean up, and the guys would play abrishkla. <laughs> abrishkla. Oh, you grew up with, did you grow up with Pinochle? <laughs> no, Scopa. Scopa, yeah, Scopa, yeah, yeah. yeah. abrishkla, yeah. yeah. But my, my dad used to go, when we first moved here, I remember, you know, being little, and my dad would take me to 21st Avenue, uh, mm. Off Madison Avenue, Patterson, mm-hmm. a- and we'd go to this little espresso shop, and he would play Pinochle. Okay, with you know some Italian friends that he made, and I'd sit there and watch watch TV. At no idea what was going on. No, I I learned Scopa. That's easy. I love Scopa, but the men the men played Abrisco. Abrisco, that was it, and that and they played. Till somebody said, go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that or till you ran out of that homemade wine. 
You got it. <laughs> All right. So you grow up in Patterson, and and you go to school, and then you then you go to co- where'd you go to college? I went to Patterson State College, which is now William Patterson University. Um, but going to school in Patterson oh, is that what it was before I, before William Patterson? Yes, Patterson oh, okay. State College. Right. And uh, I went to Mary Hubbard Christians Academy for two years, which is not in Patterson. It's in North Halden with the Salesian nuns, uh, mainly because my sister was there. And we both went to St. Michael's Elementary School. All of us did, um, which is also a Salesian school, oh, which was good. now gone, St. Michael's. The building is gone. Now, did, did you grow up? During the time of getting the rulers slapped over your knuckles? Oh, yeah. But I never did. <laughs> oh, no, of I, course I was, not. I was always a good girl. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh, I could, I could name names, but I can't name names of teachers. If the kids today only knew, if they only they knew. They don't know. So, they really don't know. <laughs> now, when you when you went to when you went to college, did you know right. what you wanted to do, or were you still kind of trying to figure it out? When I was in college, I was kind of figuring, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and um, my parents were very, very adamant about us getting some kind of a degree or getting a really good job, um, and I knew I didn't want to be a nurse. I knew I didn't want to be a telephone operator, and I knew I didn't want to be a store clerk, and I knew I could not stay in four walls. <laughs> so the only other option for me was teaching PE. Get and outside. I was fairly athletic in, in from life, I think, um, right on through, and that's so I applied to become a PE teacher in at Patterson State, which at that time, was the only first class, first class of four that would graduate in four years with a PE and a health degree. Oh, you got both degrees? Yes. Really? We did. We got both. And that's why by the time they were finished throwing in one credit courses, half credit courses, three credit courses, I believe that everybody that graduated when I did or went to school when I did probably never had to open a book to teach a class. Really? <laughs> they used to call us the women marines. <laughs> Did you have a lot that were there a lot of other girls in your class? We had in that class, I'd say maybe no more than 50. If there was 50. Totally. I have to look at that list. That's how many went through the PE program when they first instituted it at Patterson State College, all women. No men at that point, no training, no trainer being coming a trainer. You learned how to do all of that in the curriculum they set up because every time, as I said, when they thought of something, they threw it in and we had to do it. So our, our, we had no time for anything else. And if you wanted to play sports, you did. And they were competitive, very competitive with all of the other state colleges uh, who would you play against? Who would, what are some of the other teams you play against? We played against Montclair State. We played against Trenton State. None of them were universities at the time. Yeah. Um, we played against some of the Catholic college, oh, Marymount. Uh, 
Oh, um, wow. We used to go to New York. We played against quite a few um, colleges, but Montclair and Trenton were our biggest rivals, I would believe. And What was your sport of they, choice? What did you like the most? Um, I played basketball and volleyball and softball. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, and I worked during that time. Uh, my parents were not wealthy, needless to say, but going to college when I went uh, cost me $75 a semester for any amount of credits. Really? My book, my book cost more than... Than the credits. My tuition. No, no, doesn't matter. They didn't limit you with credits. Wow. You took as many as you wanted. And that's why they could keep throwing all those things in. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> <All those. laughs> oh, you're going to be studying this now. <laughs> a PE course was half a credit. Now, think about that. If you needed 60 PE credits, think about how many courses you had to take. Wow. Yeah. No. So, but it was good. And the health program, we went through our um, our science programs with the then first year they did a nursing program. The nurses. At the, at the, it was definitely at, interesting. Really? <laughs> yes. At Patterson State? Yes. Yep. 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 It, and they had um, great teachers, all of them. And we were, as I said, they called us the women Marines because we used to run from one side of the campus to the other in the middle of the winter. People with long hair like me, if you just got out of the pool, it, it would be like frozen. <laughs> you, had you could not go in pants. We had to wear a skirt uh, and our blazer. We had to look professional. Oh, you had to wear blazers as well? Yeah, yep. Our PSC blazer was white, black piping. We really looked nice, except when you were running across the campus. <laughs> yeah, in your <laughs> skirts. Yep, and we had to wear skirts. We could not. We Actually, I don't think you could wear pants to school until even the other people, but we had to wear skirts um, until we were juniors. Wow. You may have to post some of those pictures on Facebook. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> and for you guys that don't know, you can find, you can find, I'm always going to call you Mrs. Z. I always knew you as Mrs. Fine. Z. That's fine. That's fine. A you, lot of people do. You can find Julia Massone Tiger. And and I love the story you shared. Uh, so Julia Massone, obviously, you got a nice Italian name. How you doing? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but tell me a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how you be. You were a tiger before you became a tiger, right? Right. That is. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I went into the world of athletics probably because of my father. My father was an athlete, um, and a very good one. He was not big. Not not a big man. What he sport? was a Great baseball player. Baseball. baseball. Yep. Um, Remind me of Yogi Berra and Phil Rizzuto all rolled into one. Oh, wow. And yeah, he, he was good. I used to go to the Riverside Oval with him and watch him play and loved it, every minute of it. And you know, my father, when I was born, I was the second child 
first one was a girl, and then I was born. Started me off instead of with a doll or a teddy bear, a baseball glove. <laughs> and then it went from there. And his third child was a boy whom he coached. Um, and I helped him coach as I got older uh, when he had to work a second shift. So, Oh, you it, coached your, your younger brother? I coached. I helped my father. Let's put it that way. When, when I was in high school, college, um, when he was beginning, when he was playing, I would be part of the team so that when my father had to go to work, I knew what he wanted to have done. Right. Um, it was it was good. My father was my biggest influence, I believe. So that's that's um, kind of got what got you interested in athletics overall. Ab- absolutely. And then, as I said, when I was trying to choose a career, what better one for me than going into the world of physical education? Oh, he must have been so excited. He was. He used to be at, before he passed away, he was at all of my county games, um, used to come when he could to regular games to watch the girls play, and very proud, very that, proud. That's awesome. He was, was a good man. I miss him. Still talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll never that'll never go away. I know. I know. So, I know. so here you are. You graduate college, and and I, of course, I've always known you as being being at the high school. When did you start at at Hawthorne High School? Oh, when did you I, start in Hawthorne? What made you come to Hawthorne? I started in Hawthorne in 1970 uh, for half a year, actually. I replaced a PE teacher at Franklin Lincoln in Washington School called Judy Haney. She was having a baby, I believe. And at the end of that year, there was a job opening at the high school, I believe, to replace Mrs. Warwick, who was retiring. I worked with Joe Foyle. I'm sure some of people remember him. Oh, yeah. At Lincoln and um, he was at Lincoln. Steve Hunter was and um, say that again because because it, it it just cut out for a second. So okay. was it Steve Hunter? I, 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 Steve Hunter, who has also passed away. Like my heart like it breaks when I talk about some of these people. Joe mm. Foyle was an older person. Um, you kind of expect it. And uh, he, I, I taught with Joe at Lincoln and Franklin. I taught with Steve at Washington. And then when the job came up at the high school, I figured, you know, I love sports. I'm sure they have teams I could coach. And I applied and got the job, got transferred to the high school in 1970, the year of 71, 70, 70, 71. And, and who was yes. who was running? Who was the principal at the time? Do you remember? Um, at the time, it was David Pavlin, senior. Okay, uh, who was head of? I, I believe the vice principal was Joe Levitino. Uh, Joe, I, every time I hear his name, I have to tell you, my hair stands on end. Still, <laughs> still to this day, I there st- used to be. I have PTSD was- from Levitino. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Joe is really a good person. He just looked like he shouldn't be, and he growled like he shouldn't be. He was a cartoon character. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a different. I had a different name for him. He used to scare me a lot. I, I, um, I'm sure. <laughs> and and he um, he was really a good person, but he definitely wanted what he wanted to be done, and this good Italian girl didn't listen to him. So I mean. <laughs> He used to yell at me all the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and and who, was, who was heading up the athletic department? At that time, when I got there, it was Allison King, and that is a man. Oh, that's the same. Who's named after. Yeah, Allison was, B. King. Yes. Um, wow. I think, is it B or N? Allison N. King. Oh, it might be. I don't remember. Um, I'm getting, I'm up there. (laughs) (laughs) We're all up there. (laughs) The field is, was named after him. And just real quick about the field, the first football game, um, after the field was built with the lights and everything else, it rained. And I'll never forget, um, Paul Englehart had a helicopter come and dry the field off so they could play that game under the lights. What? Yeah. Yep. Yep. He had a helicopter come onto the field to dry yep. the field? And dry the field so the, the game could go on. Wow. In the, because it was the, uh, the opening of the field. So, That's... yes, yeah, I, I know. We, uh, we were all in shock. Kids are hanging out the window watching it happen. It was, it, it was Hawthorne is a very tight community. Yeah. Or, at that time, anyway. It was a very tight community. And anybody who could help it in any way used to help it. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do now with this with this towncast. It's you know I love seeing I love seeing the comments on the community bulletin boards. Everybody trying to help each other out. But I mean, not that anybody's going to bring a helicopter onto a field. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, he was what on the board story. of education. He was on the board of education. Yeah. Englehart was a big name. Oh yeah. Town. Yeah, absolutely. Say, so, uh, and he was a good man. No. So how how was Allison King? Because I, I I don't know how much longer he. When did he retire? He left there. He for, m- must have left there in like seventy four. Yeah, I think he left before I got there. Yeah. Yeah, and he was wonderful. He was like the grandpa that. I had, but just not Italian. And he would just take care of me. When I told him all these crazy things I wanted to do, all he did was say, okay. And <laughs> that was it. And he he treated me like he would treat his daughter, who he had. He had one daughter. And um, he and his wife, Jessie, I think her name was, J-E-S-S-E, Jessie King, and he... I've been. I was to their house for dinner. I, you know, he just was like a father, grandfather to me. That's awesome. Now, allow me now, to do women's sports. Yeah, and that's what I want to talk about because I know a lot of you guys, you know, uh, probably don't know the story. Prior to that, there really wasn't women's sports in the high school, right? Before you, before you got there, there wasn't really any organized. Not not Athletics. at any type of level, not at a varsity level, not at, you know, not for pay. <laughs> Coaches didn't get paid. Yeah. In so, the beginning. So, so how did you, so tell me that process of what you did when you first got there and what your goals were. Well, my goals were to give the girls 
forum to be part of an athletic program. Um, and when Mr. King said, go for it, I did. And with that, I had tryouts. So many girls wanted to try out that I ended up keeping more kids than you'll ever see on a team ever again. <laughs> and at, at, at first it was just me. And then we had a math teacher, Mary Jo Kelleher. I'll never forget her. She just stepped up and said, do you need some help? Tiny little, tiny little thing. And there are yearbook pictures with her in there in the beginning. The girls wore as uniforms because there was no money in a budget. T-shirts that I had screened for them and cut off shorts. <laughs> that was the uniform. And then, you're right. And um, I drove them, refed the games, and coached them. So it was all like grassroots. And a lot of my friends from college were in the same situation. So when I say I drove them, I used to set up games with friends of mine who were in the same position. They all got into a high school and there was no girl sport. So now they were going to try to put something together and we would travel or they would come to us. And that's the way it all began. Uh, the girls were enthusiastic. Uh, they wanted to learn. They were hungry to play and they did. And from there it blossomed. We've had some wonderful players throughout the years. Um, and during my tenure as coach, we had the first 2,000-point scorers in the history of the high school, Sandy Horan and Lori Denise. Really? 2,000-point scorers in basketball? Back-to-back. Back. Wow. Um, Shout yeah. out to you ladies. Yeah, they were good, but we can never, ever, ever forget the team that backed them up. They, without them, they would never, it would never have happened. Sure. We used to play teams. Now, remember, our teams were, well, we did have a couple of tall players. Um, Helen Weeder, Laurie Nolan. Um, but we used to play teams with it. Elmwood Park, set of twins, the Kowalski sisters. We'll never forget them. They were <laughs> twice the size of anybody on my team. The Kowalski sister, the twins. The Kowal twins. Uh, well, were they twins? I don't know, but they were big. And <laughs> there are there are newspaper paper articles, you know, after we beat them every time, that would state Hawthorne girls in the land of the giants. Wow. <laughs> That's got to yeah, make it feel good. It is. We, you know, our kids were good. We had a fast break that was to die for. They learned <laughs> how to box out and get that outlet pass out. And I'd have either Lori getting the outlet and Sandy going down for the pass. It was like a quarterback to a wide receiver. Nice. And they'd be in the air with the ball, just dropping it in. It, and, and to do that, you needed your defense to get that ball out. So yeah. it, it all worked out. And proud of them all. I haven't, there's not a team I've ever had that I haven't been thoroughly proud of. They were mine. So when you started there in, in uh, 71, 72, 73, were there other teachers, other gym teachers, or just, you know, educators that kind of rallied behind you and really supported what you wanted to do? 
You know, I don't know that a lot of them knew it. I know the PE teachers were that were there, and at that time it was Kathy Sexton and Barbara Minoni, um, and I replaced Millie Warwick, so I was a third. I know Kathy uh, was supervising cheerleaders, and there was some kind of an issue where, well, they can't play if they're cheerleaders. Okay, all right, whatever. And um, Barbara, I don't think, I think, I'm not sure why Barbara didn't uh, get involved. But then again, I was like on a, a fast track to get this done. So I didn't want to impose on anybody else. And I didn't want to impose on the men. I didn't want to take away practice time from them. But I did want to get the girls involved. And that's what exactly what Mr. King allowed me to do. That's awesome. And we did. Now, first year, no pay to coaches. Um, the girls purchased their own uniforms. There was nothing that, other than the color of the t-shirt, uh, which was gray with blue lettering on it, they wore cut-off jeans. <laughs> and, you know, cut-off shorts. That was their uniform. Wow. Yeah, good history. Good and history. That, and now, something I know we were talking a little bit about Title Six, VI, Title Nine, and and and, right. and and you were actually instrumental in, in going down to DC and and you know and working on this. I mean, you really you really pushed well, for this. We went there. I yes. Well, when um, I was asked to do this um, again, I went down to see how it was going to be implemented in both uh that's when co-ed pe came into effect right in women's equality in sports and that meant whatever you gave the boys you had to give the girls and from uniforms to playtime to facilities uh if you maintain the boys baseball field you had to maintain the girls softball field so it was then that everything really exploded with the signing of Title IX. Now, when we were talking about implementation, you know, obviously in every law there is always going to be some kind of something people don't like, and they didn't. You know, <laughs> I didn't like some of it either, but uh, you had to go with what was there for the good of the whole. Uh, Billie Jean King sat at that table with me. Really? Uh, not with me alone. Uh, but there were quite a few people. And um, it, the law is what it is. I actually, when it was all said and done, I used to carry it in my briefcase, just in case I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> you carried the law around with you? <laughs> I did, once, once I got a copy of it, yeah. to just Because I didn't want to have to, didn't want to ever have to use it. But it was hard for some of the men in the beginning. I'm sure. You have to share gym time. Um, why girls don't belong on, on a, a baseball field or a softball field. They don't belong in on a basketball court. And I, I didn't, I tried hard to just placate. Like in the beginning, I used to practice at night. But then Title IX went into effect and it had to be even. Ed O'Connor was the boys' basketball coach, and I couldn't thank him enough for being who he is or was. 
God rest his soul. Um, Ed O'Connor. When I got when I got into the high school and we were doing basketball, it was a six-player game when I played. It turned into a five-player game, of which the only place I ever saw it was in watching the pros and college boys. I really had no idea what I was doing, and Eddie O'Connor was my mentor. And I, from every win we posted, I thank him, you know, for helping me with figuring out the different defenses I can use, the different ways the fast break worked, you know, the whole thing. That's awesome. He, he was a wonderful man. I can't say enough about all of the men who supported women, the women's program. Starting shout, with shout him out. Yeah, shout him out. Who used to call me Tiger all the time, and I never got a chance to tell him I became a tiger. Yeah, yeah now you're um, legitimately a tiger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Joe Ascalis, um Billy Matarazzo, Jack DeSalvo, good friend who passed away recently. Um, who else was there? Tommy. Oh, Dennis Penna. I mean, we used to butt heads a lot, but God rest his soul also. Too many too many Mike Rizzi. Um not I called him Little and Big Mike. There was a big Mike that's who taught in Hawthorne, Little Mike, the football players in California. <laughs> <laughs> so um yes. We got support. I have to say Lex Greenwood always had my back when I was coaching. Always. I love Mr. Greenwood. Always. He actually when I had my first son um, my assistant coach was unable to take them to the States and my son came early, Derek. That's a, another long story, <laughs> but, um, I was in school and we had a game that night, a first state game. And I had nobody to coach these girls. I had just coached a County game the night before. So you, you coached a County game the night before while you were about to give birth. Well, I wasn't supposed to give birth for two weeks. Okay, so you're two weeks early, right? Who knew? But still, you're on the side. You're on the sideline with you know with the belly. Right, and the kids used to get very upset with the officials when they used to say, "Coach, you want to give us the ball now?" <laughs> Did they say uh, that? Yes, that's they funny. Said it. And that's I am funny. sure the, the girls who played will remember that because they used to go again. <laughs> <laughs> Leave her alone. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Derek came early. And uh, I actually was in school because I knew the kids were giving me a a baby shower. It was I wasn't supposed to know that, but I know. Aww. And I'm, I'm in a class with Ed. Ed and I are, are collaborating on a class. And I'm going, boy, do I have agita. <laughs> he, he looked at me and laughed because he had six children. And his wife had six children. And he said, maybe it's not Ajit. I said, no, I'm not there for two weeks. I have to clean my house. My parents are coming over. No. <laughs> well, I went to the, the doctor and Bridget. And anybody who remembers Bridget Muir, who oh. was our matron, okay? I, I said, Bridget, I need something. Because I have stomachache. Because I had gone from my 
basketball game the night before, took the kids back and then went to the Mona Lisa in Patterson where I met the executive board of the county because I was on it. And they gave me kind of a baby shower and lots of food. The Mona Lisa restaurant. Yeah. Wasn't that right across the street from Lou Costello Park? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was. I don't remember. That's so funny. Uh, So I ate all this food. I'm going home and I can feel like, oh, God, I got a stomachache. I ate too much. (laughs) Oh, no. And with Eddie, I asked Bridget, I said, I need something. For this audio, she said, I'll get you prunes. Well, they didn't have any. She went to the store. That didn't work. And lunchtime, I said, I'm just going to go to the doctor, let him. And I get in there, and he's laughing hysterically after he examines me, Dr. Zito, God love him. And he says, you're five centimeters dilated. I'll meet you at the hospital. Wow. <laughs> so I, I, on my, I, from the hospital, I guess, I had to call somebody, and Lex took that team that night for me. We won the first game, and I think we lost the second one. But I had my son while they were in the middle of playing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How did they do the second game? I don't know what the score was. I think I was a little too preoccupied. A little preoccupied? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we called Derek our gas pain. Gasp. (laughs) Don't tell him I said that. Well, he knows that. Well, he'll know it now. Yeah, he will. (laughs) And it's it's so funny you mentioned Bridget. My little my little memory of uh, of Mrs. Muir is when I was a freshman, I used to get bullied, and I never knew that. No one told me that you're not supposed to go to the to the boys' room on the first floor because that was always for seniors. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that as a freshman. So I'm in there and I'm in there and I'm getting bullied and a couple of the kids were smoking in the bathroom and all of a sudden I hear this the first time I ever met her I hear all right you boys put out your cigarettes and she comes walking in and we became fast friends. Yes. She was a wonderful wonderful woman. She there really were was. so many wonderful people at that high school and at the middle school when I finally moved down there in 83 after I had my second son Jared um who were just wonderful people (laughs) they were always there if you needed them they were they were great they were great and and i'm going to shout out to you because i know in in 1983 right is when i think is is that when you finished hawthorne high school Uh, yes yes i moved down to the middle school because i was having jared and and you were honored with the state coach of the year Yes, with Bill Bradley sitting next to me because he was honored as um, a New Jersey player of the year at that time. So he got player of the year and you got coach of the year and you guys are sitting next to each other. Yes, at Princeton University. So, you know, guys, you know, this is a long history. I know a lot of you people listening uh, fall right into Mrs. Z's demographics, and you and you know a lot of these names that she's talking about. But there's a lot of stuff that that I, I never knew. Obviously, you know, I was too young, and, and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening didn't know. But you really you really paved the way for girls' athletics at the high school level, and helped with Title Nine at at the at the government level. Yeah. And so, yep. you know, hats off to you. And, and 
No, and, thank you. Yeah, and 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 I I know I I wrote a note down, but and we talked a little bit too quickly, and I I, I scooted past it. But you, you were at Eastside High School, right, for a little bit? Yes, I started at Eastside High School. That was your was that your first was that your first job out of college? That was my first job out of college. And so, guys, so you know. Uh, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Eastside High School, I'm sure you saw the movie Lean on Me mm. with with Joe Clark, right? Yep. You were there at that time. Yeah. Yep. So, so tell me, tell me just briefly what your memory was of uh, of him at the school. Well, Joe Clark was a uh, a tough principal, and he was that bat wielding principal that you see, and uh, he protected his kids as much as he could. Uh, he demanded a lot from his teachers, uh, his, you know, assistant administrators, and he wanted it done. I, I, I avoided him as much as I could, being a young new teacher. But I also had a haven I could run to. Their head guidance counselor, Mickey Spinelli, was a good friend of my family. So if I needed advice, that's who I went to. Went right to him. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you you skirted Joe Clark the way I skirted Joe Levitino. You got it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, then I they needed uh, one of the PE women at Kennedy High School cut a hand and she, or something. She had some kind of an accident. She was going to be out for the remainder of the year. So that's where I went uh, to Kennedy high school and uh, it was a unique experience also but it was great it gave me all the tools i would ever need to teach in any kind of school anywhere ever yeah and then i started applying for different jobs and there was a job opening in hawthorne which by the way as we have talked about i had no idea where hawthorne was I (laughs) i lived less than a mile away but when i was a kid and um, before we moved, which we did while I was in high school to Haskell, I was not allowed past, if anybody knows East Main Street, the pet shop or the Bleak's Pharmacy. That was it. <laughs> I, I had no idea where Hawthorne was until I went for the interview and went, wow, <laughs> look at this. There's another it's town. <laughs> I applied to about four or five schools, got offers from all of them because it was during that time they were looking for women PE teachers and Patterson state was where I went to college. And, um, you know, the local schools were looking for people coming out of that local college. So I got offers and I decided on Hawthorne because it was the only district that I didn't know anybody that was in, an elevated position in the district. So you were kind of anonymous. Yes. I did not want anybody pulling any strings for me to get my job. That's just the way I was. Look at you. And um, I worked with a lot of the guys in the area as a lifeguard. So they all knew me. And they were athletic directors, vice principals, uh, Manchester, Wayne Hills, Glen Rock, um, but nobody in Hawthorne. I didn't know anybody in Hawthorne. So when they offered me the job, I took it. When I got there, and there were no women's sports. That's when Mr. King and I colluded. <laughs> 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 to 
to give the girls the opportunity. So, so for everybody listening, for anybody that's had had uh, not only your children but but your girls that that went through the Hawthorne school system and especially the high school and played any kind of athletics, you you can thank Julia Masone Tiger for for really paving the way and. It's no wonder that that the football field is named after Allison King. Just listening to what you were saying about him, uh, he he certainly was revered in town. I, I wish I had, you know, I, I wish I was my age now back then, so I could really appreciate everything that I'm learning about my town. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I love I love hearing stories like this, and uh, I, a lot of love and a lot of respect to you um, for for doing what you did, and and you did it not out of desire to gain anything you did it purely out of the love of the game of, of the yeah. sport you're right there was something that had to be done in my opinion yeah we needed to offer it and we even offered it um it was offered after the girls finished playing in high school um i had the gruesome threesome myself gene brennan and sue severs who put together after post high school programs in volleyball and softball and a lot of our athletes who didn't go to college or went to college came home from college um didn't get scholarships but still wanted to play one of those two sports had the opportunity to and it was a wonderful program you started that for 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 the girls that graduated and still wanted to play yes they had no nowhere to go where were they going to go yeah there was no place so, yes, we did this, and we organized a program. The biggest one was in softball, and that lasted the longest. Um, in the beginning, we had sponsors, sponsored, you know, everybody who wanted to play. Captain would go out and get a sponsor. No sponsor would not give them money. Everybody helped them get T-shirts at least, and then they every Sunday morning, we would have two, three games slotted, um, we would have, um, we must have hired officials. I don't remember. Must have hired umpires, but I don't remember. And it was a fun day. Cross years, kids who played in 1975, 76, got to meet other kids who played in the 80s. And, or they would meet people who never played at all who now said, I should have played, or they've moved into town and they're from other areas. It was wonderful. Uh, Jean, Sue, I can't thank them enough for that. And obviously, we just, when we got older, we turned it over. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, it was all good. Well, listen, everybody, uh, go on Facebook, search Julia Massone Tiger, uh, again, you may know her as as Mrs. Z, uh, but certainly everybody remembers her as as a, a really a trailblazer for for female for women's sports uh, at the high school level in Hawthorne. And you know, send her a shout out, send her a message, uh, send her some love. Uh, I know that you're enjoying yourself in your uh, retirement down in Florida. Uh, I'm sure you missed the two feet of snow that we had a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. I was crying about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Don't hang up because I want to say goodbye. But but thank you so much for being on the town cast. And uh, 
And uh, I thank you, Flavia, for doing this. Yeah, and, and and guys, listen and just you know send her some love, send her a shout out. I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now that uh, that were in, in uh, Mrs. Z's class. So send her send her some love, and, and we'll talk to everybody. Soon.